Welcome to the Bill Cartwright Show with Steve Cohen. Our special guest today is the Senior Director of the Leo McCarthy Center, Mr. Derek Brown. Derek, welcome to the show. Thanks again. Thanks again, Bill, for having me. Really appreciate it, man. Wouldn't miss this for the world. You know, uh, what I always think is really amazing uh, about the people that we know, we know them, but we don't really know them, uh, especially in how they grew up. So just take us through that briefly. Uh, high school, what kind of kid were you in high school and who were some of the mentors that you had? Mm, that's a great question, Bill. Uh, for me, you know, just, you know, young cat, you know, growing up in the Western edition, uh, born and raised in San Francisco. Uh, for me, you know, when I went to high school, uh, I absolutely love high school. Uh, you know, I had a nice, nice little car. I had um, old school, I had wow. old school uh, Nova. So it was uh, all white, pearl white with blue racing <laughs> stripes, interior, white leather, trimmed with a blue, with blue uh, rallies. It was spectacular. And when I was there, uh, I was also working at the Boys and Girls Club of San Francisco. So uh, running programs, you know, as a teen, you know, when I got out of school, ran over to the Boys and Girls Club and would work there. And I had a bunch of mentors there like Nate Ford, Gary Merritt, um, you know, and Mike as well, Mike Jones. And uh, they really just began to nurture me, you know, while I was there at the Boys and Girls Club. And I uh, was also in, you know, leadership development classes and programs. It was a program called uh, Keystone Club. So I had an opportunity to partake in, in various volunteering opportunities. Uh, but for me, you know, community has always been the heart of everything I've been doing. Uh, just when I was born and raised, you know, grew up in public housing. And, you know, for myself, you know, uh, an escape for me was always to go to, you know, community-based organization or play basketball, or play baseball, play football, just to kind of get out there and, and make friends and, and, and just kind of just do my thing. And, and for me, uh, I was the same way when I was in high school, outgoing, um, you know, love to meet people, love to network, uh, you know, love to go to games, love to go to parties. Um, I just always, you know, try to love life and, and live, you know, to the fullest. Um, and, and just even though just growing up, like I say, just growing in public housing, just looking at, you know, that there had to be more out there, there had to be more opportunities. Unfortunately, I didn't really tap into those opportunities until later on in life. Uh, just, just even case in point, you know, when I got out of high school, I went to work for the Boys and Girls Club of San Francisco, and I began to run programs there for, for, for teenagers. And after about seven years of doing that, um, you know, I created this college prep program, and I wanted to encourage the teens that I worked with to go to college. But after day one of that program, they looked at me and was like, D, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why should I go to school if you never been? And I'm just like, oh man, the, the truth, the truth hurts. You know, I was mid twenties, you know, I, I had, uh, you know, a, a daughter, a three month old daughter. And then I had to think about it and I was like, wait a minute, if they're saying that to me, what about, you know, my daughter, when she's a teenager, what she say the same thing. So, you know, I took a day off of work and, and went to city college and, and just enrolled and uh, began to just surprise myself and, uh, did extremely well at City College. Uh, you know, I got elected to the Board of Trustees my last year at City National Dean's List a couple years in a row. And I remember when I received my report cards, I would run back to the Boys and Girls Club to show the teenagers that I work with. And we would have competitions to see who could, you know, who could get the highest GPA. And 
this guy will win each and every semester. But it was great because it really just inspired the teenagers I was working with to continue to do better and get A's and, and, and just really just strive for greatness. And for myself, I was leading by example. And uh, when I graduated City College, um, I, I transferred to UC Berkeley, crushed Cal, uh, took things to the next level, graduated there with honors and focused on public affairs. And uh, then I began to do just a lot of work throughout the communities, um, you know, work with Leader Pelosi, was an intern with her, uh, tackled various projects that summer and then even years leading up, you know, throughout the past few years. Uh, but then also I, I left the Boys and Girls Club, went to juvenile probation department and uh, had the opportunity to work there with young people there. But then I wasn't satisfied with that. I wanted more. And, uh, you know, I got accepted to uh, Coral uh, Fellowship Program where uh, we took a helicopter approach and sampled various sectors uh, throughout the year, a nonprofit, private, tech, you name it. Um, and then after that, I began to do a lot of consulting work throughout the city. Uh, then I received a call from the late mayor, Ed Lee, and, you know, talked to me about an opportunity that he had for me to come on board to become a senior uh, advisor there with him. Uh, so I, I took advantage of that opportunity, did that for several years. Uh, then when a good friend of mine and mentor, uh, Mayor London Breed, we grew up together in the Western Edition um, in San Francisco and ourself and uh, Chief, Chief of Police Bill Scott, you know, they had an opportunity which they created, uh, which was perfect for me. And that was to look at ways that I can strengthen the relationship between the community citywide and SFPD. So for uh, two years, I had the opportunity to be senior advisor to the chief of police and liaison to the mayor's office and um, had the opportunity to do that for two years. And then now currently life has come full circle. Um, I have the opportunity now to be the senior director of the Leo T. McCarthy Center. And our main charge is to prepare students for a successful life in public service. So uh, my career started working with young people, mentoring, leading by example, and here I am now full circle at an incredible institution like USF. And I get to do that day in and day out um, and, and work with great folks like yourself, Bill, on the board of Leo T. McCarthy Center and, and look at ways to continue to open more doors for our future leaders. So that's a little bit about me, a snapshot of that and, and how I was growing up to present day. Can you, can you talk about some of the, because it's really incredible, uh, your journey. Um, especially getting back to USF. Talk about some of the folks uh, who kind of guided you along the way because yeah. it's really remarkable. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. And that's a great question. And, and for me, I, I credit uh, Dr. Mark Robinson. Um, he's a, a mentor that I connected with while I was at City College, um, as well as Dr. Don Griffin. Uh, they both saw something in me early on when I was at City College, you know, my first semester or so, you know, still trying to trying to figure it out. And, you know, I would see them walk around campus and, you know, wearing their suits and they were African-American men with, you know, in high positions at City College. And, um, you know, I began to just kind of connect with them and chat with them and talk to them about their life and, um, you know, their journey. And, and, and they took an interest in me and began to help me navigate throughout City College and prepare me for where I am now, where, where case in point, I had no idea about a student trustee position and, and, and really get involved in, in politics. Uh, but Dr. Mark, he really encouraged me to pursue this opportunity. 
And for me, first, you know, I didn't know anything about politics. So I didn't know anything about campaigns. And in order to get that student trustee position, you have to have a campaign team and, and work with them. So, you know, I had to kind of create that from scratch, you know, with support and guidance of my mentors. And, you know, ended up winning by a landslide, uh, which was my first win. And I felt really pumped up and excited about that. Um, but then also my mentors began to navigate me and put me in spaces where I can kind of showcase my skills, uh, get out there and, and, and speak to audiences. Um, you know, I had the opportunity, like I say, um, you know, I was a commencement speaker, you know, out of my graduation and had an incredible opportunity to do that. But then not only that, when I was there at City College, um, you know, I wasn't really even thinking about transfer or anything like that. It was just, you know, let me just take some classes and let me lead by example. But those mentors saw something in me, and, and in particular, Dr. Don Griffin, he said, you're UC Berkeley material. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm UC Berkeley material? He said, I went to Cal, I recognize a bear when I see it. You're doing amazing work here at City College, and I believe in you, and I know you can apply to Cal and get into Cal. And for me, you know, just a young cat growing up, public housing, growing up in a mo, I just, no one ever said that to me. No one ever, you know, really just believed in me like that. But I hear I had these mentors at City College really believing in me. So, you know, I ended up taking a, doing an extra year at City College so I could get all A's on my transcript so that I had a better chance to apply to UC Berkeley. Long story short, I applied to one and only school to transfer and I was UC Berkeley and I got in easy. So having those mentors believe in me and push me, you know, prepare me to get there, just like how when I was a teenager at the Boys and Girls Club and I had those mentors pushing me and, and just helping me get into volunteer opportunities, they were leading by example. I was able to see that. So, you know, I credit, you know, a lot of my mentors from the Boys and Girls Club, City College, but then also to date, I have so many more mentors in different capacities that's readily available to support me. So whether I have any particular issue in, let's say, career hunting or, um, you know, some personal things, wherever the case may be, I have a different mentor for that, which is fantastic. And um, for me, like a lot of my mentors, they've been with me through ups and downs and twists and turns and um, you know, they see me, you know, at my lowest point, they see me at my highest point. But one of the things that I appreciate about all of my mentors is they never gave up, never gave up on me. They saw my potential. They continue to push me. And this is something that I get to do now with a lot of my mentees. I push them. I challenge them. I guide them, you know, to success. Um, and that's even just case in point where I'm creating um, a brand new program here at the University of San Francisco, uh, which I'm launching this fall, and I'm calling it the Rising Dons Mentorship Program. So what I'm going to do is, is, is to give the students here at USF, as well as students and, and staff and faculty, uh, have them become mentors. And I identify 20 community-based organizations citywide with young people that will serve from sixth grade all the way up to 12th grade connecting them for one-on-one and group uh, mentoring, um, also opening the gates of USF even wider to allow these young people to come to USF throughout the year. So we'll have programming, we'll have workshops, we'll have trainings, we'll have 
opportunities for their parents to come to campus as well. Uh, we'll also do you know, tours and, and things of that nature to really get our young people exposed and also build in that mentorship, that capacity for us to start working with these young people you know, in underserved communities throughout San Francisco. So I credit all of my mentors to date. I mean, all of my mentors, I have them on speed dial. I, I call them on a regular basis, uh, just like my mentees. They call me on a regular basis and I'm always readily available for that. So I'm a true believer in mentoring. Um, I'm a true believer in, in leading by example. And, and that's something that I do day in and day out. Ask you why, why doesn't everybody have mentors then? I don't know, you know what? It, it's funny. So for me, like I, I seek out mentors where, um, you know, I, I look, and for me, it's like, I think about, okay, what do I want to do? You know, how do I want to operate? And I think some people, they're, they're kind of um, hesitant on, on approaching others and, and just really just saying, hey, can you be my mentor or connect with them? So I think some people aren't too comfortable of, of doing that. Um, also, I think some people probably don't know how to be a mentor or, you know, some people probably don't know how to be a mentee. I mean, it, it's, it's not everyone can't just be a mentor. Like, you really have to be invested in an individual. You really have to have that time to stay connected with someone and, and guide them through that process. Um, and so I think, you know, some people probably don't, don't have the time. Some people probably don't know how. Uh, some people probably, you know, afraid to meet, you know, new people. Um, so I think that's some of the barriers. Uh, but for me, like, I don't have anything to lose. Like, I don't really have anything to lose. So. So the worst you're going to tell me is no. And I could live with that. You know, I, I've been through, you know, more, you know, crazy opportunities and that and, and people said no. So if I'm going after like even with my mentors at City College and even beyond, like 90 percent of my mentors have come from me seeking them out, have have come from me reaching out to them, saying hello, letting them know, hey, you know, I, I love X, Y, Z, what you were doing. This is what I'm doing. I would love to keep you, you know, updated with my progression. I love to pick your brain. And that's where I kind of open a door to a lot of folks. So like I say, 90% of my mentors come from me seeking them out. Um, so I think with, with a lot of people, just to answer your question again, um, I think barriers of that, of, of mentoring is I think time, um, you know, being afraid to go out your comfort zone and just reach out. Um, and just really having that ability to really invest time because it's it's hard work being a mentor. Like I didn't realize that, you know, when I had all my other mentors and I was the mentee, and now that I'm on the other side, and I'm a mentor, like I have all these calls and emails, and I'm connecting with them, lunch and coffee and all of this, and a lot of time and effort. So it, it takes a lot of time, but uh, for me, it's very rewarding. Um, it, it's something that you know I look forward to, you know, talking with. You know, my, mentee, my mentees, I, I'm excited. You know, that's the highlight of my day. Just like the highlight of my day is talking to my mentors. Like where, and my mentors that I've had, you know, I have mentors as long as, you know, 30 years, 20 years, you know, three months, a year. So it kind of just varies. Um, but I, I'm so, I feel so fortunate to just have, you know, so many amazing mentors um, in my life. Uh, but like I say, as a kid, you know, I maybe only had like, a couple, you know, at the Boys and Girls Club, but now I have so many that I look to for guidance, wisdom, and advice. Can you talk about uh, and educate Steve here, 
-hmm. about the Fillmore district and mm -hmm. what we're trying to accomplish down there. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bill, for that question. Uh, Western edition, I have to say again, you know, near and dear to my heart, uh, just born and raised there. Um, you know, family grew up there. Um, a, a lot of families were forced to move, um, you know, due to, you know, high rents going up, you know, renovations and relocations and, um, you know, all the things that took place with redevelopment, you know, throughout the years in the Western Edition. But Western Edition, you know, before was kind of like the Harlem of the, of the West. You know, you had, you know, restaurants, you had bars, you had a lot of musicians, and it was just a heartbeat, you know, uh, of the city, especially when it came to, you know, African-Americans. And, um, you know, there's a lot of public housing you know, areas in that, in, in that neighborhood, which, which I grew up and, you know, growing up, you know, it was tons of African-Americans around that we connected with. Now to date, there's less than 3% of African-Americans that, that let alone live in San Francisco, let alone, you know, in the Western edition. But one of the things we, we, we try to do, is, especially in the Western edition, there's a lot of underserved, um, you know, communities and youth there. So we have an intentional focus with our Engage SF place-based uh, programs where we're providing support for you know families and young people to get give them access to USF um, and resources. Uh, we also provide an amazing literacy program where we have about 50 of our students here at USF go out in the community and provide literacy support uh, to our young people. So whether that's you know in elementary schools or, or community-based organizations. We are there providing that support. And, and one of the things that we had to pivot due to COVID, uh, we had to do all of our services now virtually. So huge credit to our team uh, that pivoted so fast because normally our students would go actually out in the community, hands-on to work with the young people, but we had to quickly pivot, which uh, like I say, huge credit to our team uh, Dresden, she runs our literacy program. Karen Cotterman oversees Engage SF and just the amazing work that they have done in the Western edition to, to, to support our young people. And, and, and better yet, uh, we also have been, you know, in conversation with the city and, you know, they love the work that we've been doing in the Western edition and they want us to build our capacity. So uh, we're looking at getting potential resources from the city to support those efforts, to um, get more student tutors from USF to really give back to the community in particular in the Western edition. So um, again, Western edition is near and dear to my heart. Uh, Western edition is right only a few blocks away from USF. And we really love to get our students, our faculty and staff involved heavily within the Western edition. Um, in addition to that, another new program um, that I wanna mention, I know I already mentioned the Rise and Downs mentorship program, but also I'm working on a community research hub that I'm launching this fall. Uh, this would be in um, collaboration with City College of San Francisco, as well as uh, Collective Impact, which is a, a community-based organization in the Western Edition. So uh, what we'll be doing is, is getting our, our faculty and staff, um, you know, African-American studies and other departments, connecting them with the community so we can tackle research projects, so we can also train young people and young adults within the Western Edition, within these underserved communities, to train them and, and, and teach them how to be researchers, teach, teach them how to 
um, you know, connect and look at ways that they can build on the work that they've been doing in the Western edition. So we have a lot in store for the Western edition. Like I say, I'm that that's that's I mean, like I say, it's near and dear to my heart. And and it's interesting because what I used to do is going back to that first question, high school days, before I had my car, you know, my old school no 71, um, I would go up and down the five Fulton uh, right past USF as a kid. But surprisingly, USF was not on my radar. USF was a place that, you know, I felt that, you know, people like me didn't go there. I felt that it was expensive. Um, you know, I didn't know how welcoming it was. So it really, really wasn't on my radar. But there was a lot of young people that, you know, grew up right there in the Western Edition that I'm sure would absolutely love to come to USF, you know, when I was younger. So one of the things that I'm looking at doing again is, is opening up that gate, letting our young people know, especially within the Western Edition, we're right up the street. We're doing a lot of amazing work. And throughout the years, this past few years, I noticed with USF, you know, we've been having more and more community folks come to USF, which is fantastic. And what I really want to do is build on that. And, and just even case in point, I know Bill had the opportunity to, you know, speak with a lot of our young people from the Western Edition you know, when they came on board and came to events here at USF. So Bill, I want to really thank you again and, and all the young people, you know, love connecting with you, seeing with you, you know, hearing you talk about your journey. And um, I, I want to double down on all of that. You know, I, I want I want the world, I want the city, I want the Western Edition, I want underserved communities to know that USF is here for them, um, that USF is readily available for them with resources and support and, and great folks that work here. So. Um, my goal was to continue to strengthen those pathways to get our young people here to USF or let alone, you know, any four-year institution, but I'm really pushing, um, you know, USF and, and, and getting a lot more young people within the Western Edition to become a Don. No, I think it's very, very admirable. And I think what you've been talking about is just a great testament to the importance of being a mentee and a mentorship and how it feels great to do it. What I'd like to ask you is, um, what I'd like to ask you about a lot of this is, is, is what, how do you, where do you see USF in five years? Mm, that's great. I think that's a great question. And the place I see USF in five years is getting out of its shadow. So, so one of the things that I look at is, is USF is being a hidden gem, let alone, you know, also uh, the Leo T. McCarthy Center. And I believe we could do a lot more. I think more people have to know about us and the work that we're doing and the impact that we're having, uh, really getting on a communication push. But then also in, in the five years, I want people to really just see the gate is wide open here at USF and, and really welcoming for underserved communities and their young people to come to USF. Um, also, one of the things I see within the next five years is, is, is making sure that USF is more invested in the city, you know, being more connected into City Hall, being more connected with our city departments. And we, we do have a relationship now, but I just see us strengthening that relationship. And then also making sure that that brand awareness is there. Um, again, I touched on communication and, you know, I don't want us to be a hidden gem anymore, whether it's the center or USF. I want everyone 
throughout the nation internationally to know about USF and the amazing work we're doing. So in five years, I, I really see us um, increasing our, our brand awareness. Um, also um, just making sure that, you know, we're being strategic about partners that we bring on board. Um, and then also, like I say, just opening the gates for underserved communities to participate here at USF and come to USF and provide support for a lot of our young people uh, throughout the city. So that's where I see us in the next five years. Derek, that was awesome. Just awesome. And thank you very, very much for being on. Uh, we will have to have further discussions. I'm looking forward to spending time with you, especially after this pandemic. We got to get out. We got to. Uh, we got to have some fun and uh, get some stuff done. So, thank you very much for being on, and I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to spending time. Sounds good. Thanks again, Bill. Thanks again, Steve. Really appreciate your time. Always great, you know, sharing space with you all. But I prefer it be in person. So, uh, looking forward <laughs> to the next time we all connect. You know, you know, hopefully we can all be in person. But thanks again for having me. Really, really appreciate it. And, and let's see, let's keep it up. Let's keep crushing it. Keep taking things to the next level. But I appreciate you guys so much.